How do we tell stories that engage, inspire, and have a lasting impact? How do we turn thoughts and ideas into effective and authentic storytelling? How can we use stories to make a difference in our work, lives, and communities? I'm your host, Camille DePutter, and together we'll explore what it means to tell stories with heart. Welcome to the Storytelling with Heart podcast, Halloween edition. I am your host, Camille DePutter, and today we are going to talk about fear. So let's get into it. Fear. Yeah, it is a normal part of communicating. If you are expressing yourself, if you are sharing ideas you care about, If you are sharing something of yourself and being honest about who you are and your unique point of view, if you're talking to people you care about and you're talking about subject matter you care about, it can be scary. After all, you want your ideas to be well-received, you want to get your message across, you want your audience to have a positive experience of you, and you yourself want to feel seen and heard and validated. And who wants to screw up? No one wants that feeling of lying in bed at night, unable to stop thinking about the thing that they said that they wish they could take back. Here's what I want you to know and remember about fear when it comes to any kind of communicating. First of all, it's normal. It is a normal part of the process. People who are experienced with this don't skip over the fear. You could find Dozens, hundreds of professional performers, actors, singers, comedians, etc., who will talk about continuing to have crippling stage fright before going out and delivering these incredible, award winning, profound performances. But fear can also happen at any part of the process. It can stop you from even putting a single word down on the page if it turns into writer's block. It can prevent you from actually putting your hand up and seeking the opportunity to communicate and speak up. And it can come afterwards. It can come in the form of a vulnerability hangover where you look back at what you said or wrote or did and wish you could change it or start to pick it apart and doubt whether you said or did the right thing and reconsider how it was received. And so all of these things are normal. We have to contend with fear. I want to encourage you to embrace it and to ride that wave of vulnerability because it is necessary to doing the important and meaningful work. But I also don't want you to be stuck in the fear. I don't want it to stop you and interfere with your ability to be authentic and get vulnerable and show us who you are. And so these two things have to work in tandem. We've got to embrace the fear and be willing to work with it while also challenging ourselves to go deeper, commit deeper to the moment, to the opportunity of being authentic and bringing something of ourselves. And if that scares you a little bit, that is totally okay. So in today's Coaching with Cam episode, I am going to give you some tips for being both 
authentic in your communications while also riding the wave of fear and vulnerability that can come with. Six tips to handle vulnerability and fear while bringing more authenticity to your communications. Tip number one, ask yourself, what exactly are you afraid of? Communicating comes with risks. There's all kinds of things that could potentially go wrong. What I want you to do if your communicating feels risky, if you have that sense of fear, see if you can separate the real risks from the more sort of generalized, vague risks that aren't perhaps grounded in anything. So for example, if you really dig into it, you might discover you are afraid that people will misinterpret a particular message. Maybe there's a point you want to make and there's some nuance to it and you want to make sure that people get that particular point. And maybe you've seen in the past that that point could be misinterpreted or misunderstood. Great. That is a specific risk. We can mitigate that risk. On the other hand, if your general fear is, oh, I'm afraid I'll look bad, that's more of one of these kind of generalized feelings that isn't perhaps grounded in any actual real risk. And that might be just one of the ways that you have to ride the wave of vulnerability, of being willing to put yourself out there and be a little uncomfortable with it. But on the other hand, if there are real specific risks, we can work towards mitigating them. So for example, you might refine the messaging to cut down on misinterpretation, make sure it's very clear. You could run it by a few people in advance and see how they interpret it. What did they think of it? Run it by your trusted advisor or some team members that you trust to see what they think of that. See if you can discover if there's any room for misinterpretation. We could speak directly to the concerns people might have if you think it might be misinterpreted or misunderstood. Let's call those out. Let's clarify them. You might be able to seek advance buy-in from your audience, socialize some of the ideas in advance, talk to people, get their input. We could also form a game plan for what might happen if some part of the messaging is poorly received. Okay, if people do this with that, with what you have to say, what will we do next? How will we adjust? And so on. So again, when the fears are more generalized, when you don't see any real tangible risks, that may be an opportunity to simply acknowledge, okay, this is my fear. I'm feeling a little uncomfortable with this. I can put this aside for a while and move forward. On the other hand, if there are specific risks, great, call them out and we can work to mitigate and manage them. Tip number two, be honest about what you can be honest about. Look, in professional communications, you can't always reveal absolutely everything about yourself all the time, right? But that's okay. You don't need to. It doesn't have to be the full Monty in order to be authentically you. So when giving professional speeches, we're planning for professional communications, think about what you can be honest about. For example, it might be okay to simply admit that you are a little bit nervous or that this subject matter means a lot to you and so that 
it's emotional or something that you're particularly enthusiastic or excited about, that you might stumble and trip up over your words. You can share parts of yourself without exposing everything. Here's a great example of this. My client, Steve Mesler, who was on a previous episode of the podcast, recently gave a commencement speech. And at a moment in that speech, he paused and acknowledged to the audience that he was feeling uncomfortable, that the subject matter, which had to do with mental health and depression, was not material that he felt great talking about. It still felt uncomfortable to him. And he did that in part to connect with the audience and let them in a little bit, get to know him a little bit more, but also because he wanted to serve as a role model and show them that doing difficult things, things that make us uncomfortable, is okay and is good to do for a sense of the greater good, that it might be important and worth doing. So you can do the same thing next time you are crafting a speech or planning to go into a meeting or writing something significant. Think about what can I be honest about here? Perhaps there is a moment or two where you can reveal a little bit more of yourself without getting way, 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 way outside your comfort zone. Tip number three, don't skip over the messy part. I was recently on a podcast hosted by John McLernan called Between the Before and After. And John McLernan is also a guest on this podcast. And one of the things we chatted about on both podcasts is the importance of seeing the middle part of our stories. Here's what I mean by that. You've probably heard of the before and after story. You can think of this as sort of like a a fitness narrative, right? Someone who's lost a bunch of weight. Here I am before, here I am after. What you don't see in stories like this necessarily is what happened in between. This is often the best part of the story. It's the how. It's the muck and the mess in the middle. So if you are sharing a story of progress, or you're sharing ideas, or life lessons, or maybe it's even a pitch or some concept you've thought of, what was your messy middle to arrive to where you are now? For example, you might share a bit of insight into the many ideas you rejected along the way. Was there a moment you didn't think you were going to figure things out? What challenges did you have? What obstacles did you overcome? What were the light bulb moments that you experienced? Share some of those ups and downs, that turbulence, that mess with us, the listener, the audience. That will allow you to reveal more and get more honest and more authentic about your journey while also creating tons of possible connections and ideas and greater understanding with the audience. Tip number four. Be Gary Shandling, or rather, be you. So I heard this story once that comedy legend Gary Shandling had written a note to himself, a personal philosophy that he went by, that every time he got up on stage to perform, all he had to do was be Gary Shandling. In other words, be himself. When we are committed to just 
bringing who we are with full honesty in a given moment, so much of that other crap, that other fear and doubt and worry goes away. And when we do that, we're able to be really present and sincere with the people we are with. And that can lead to better comedy, sure, but it can also lead to better communications, connections, and storytelling. I think a lot of the fear and and baggage that we bring in to presenting, sharing our stories in a live situation, but also even writing anytime you're facing down the blank page and trying to figure out what to write and what to share, a lot of that stuff that stops us isn't actually the fear of being seen, being ourselves. It's the fear of not being good enough. It's the, you know, am I going to measure up? What if people ask questions I can't answer? What if what I'm offering here isn't good enough? What if people think I don't deserve to be up on this stage? What if I don't seem like I really know what I'm doing? It's that stuff. But if you put the focus on just being yourself, knowing that in the moment you're being you, you're just being really true to you. You're responding honestly. You're present. You're not up in your head. You're responding honestly in that moment. Then you won't have to be nervous. The fear and weight of being perfect go away because you can always be yourself. That you can be. You can do that. This is one of the things that helped me most with public speaking It allowed me to put a lot of my fear aside and just realize that I could go out there and deliver a workshop or a talk and just be really present, knowing that I didn't have to pretend to be anyone else than I was. And you can do this again if you sit down to write and feel overwhelmed by the blank page and you're thinking, what am I going to say? Or... What if it's not good enough and just put all that out of your head and instead just write, just say what you want to say. And the thing is, this is what people want and need anyway. It's that honesty, that commitment to the moment and to bringing you and whatever you have in that particular moment. That is what is going to create a great performance, a great connection, a meaningful conversation, a story that sticks and has an impact. So if you feel scared, hesitant, just remember all you have to do is be you. Final tip, go with what you got. So years ago, I was soon to be heading out on a backpacking trip with my dad in the Rocky Mountains. We've since done a number of these together, uh, gone out for days deep into the woods, and they are ambitious trips. You're carrying a lot of weight on your back. Uh, you know, you're, you're camping as you go. You're taking in a lot of distance and, and steep ascents as well as descents. And I had a knee injury at the time. My knee was really bothering me. It was painful. It was something that happened really 
uh, just before I was about to go away and I was feeling overwhelmed. I wanted to be prepared and feel ready and at top of my game, but instead I felt kind of overwhelmed and behind. And I called my dad, you know, sort of freaking out about this injury and that I just didn't feel ready and so on. And this is what he told me. He said, I've learned that we are rarely, if ever, 100%, especially as we get older. So we just go. If we waited for things to be perfect, we would never go. We just do our best. We go as we are. We go with what we've got. I really took this in. The trip was great. The trip went just fine. I worked around my knee issue. And I have continued to embrace that philosophy in my work and my life. And I want to encourage you to do the same. In my work as a communications specialist and a collaborator, I try to help my clients produce the best piece of work that they can, whatever that is, whether that is an email newsletter, a speech, a book, a certification, whatever they've got on their plate at the time. But at the end of the day, the really important part, the part that matters more than anything else, is just going ahead with whatever you've got. So each speech, each time you take to the podium or stage, each time you hit publish or send or show up on a podcast or show up for work will be different. Sometimes you're going to be on the top of your game. Sometimes that piece of work is going to be ah, chef's kiss, perfect. But sometimes you won't be. Sometimes it won't be. Sometimes you won't feel ready. And no matter what, it's the being there and the showing up that counts. So yes, put the work in, prepare as best you can, but then accept that this is what you have on this particular day and be ready to just go with what you've got. So that's it. Thank you for listening to this uh, Halloween edition of the Storytelling with Heart podcast. Thank you for joining me, for listening. We'll be back soon with more special guests. In the meantime, embrace the fear. Let's ride this roller coaster of vulnerability together and keep on showing up. Keep on telling stories. Keep on putting yourself and your work out there. Keep on going with what you've got. Thanks for listening to the Storytelling with Heart podcast. Want to turn your thoughts into leadership and your ideas into words that make a difference? Find me and discover more free resources at www.camilledeputter.com. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe to my email newsletter where I share stories, free tools, and other storytelling guidance. And never forget, your story matters. Your story matters.